Welcome to the Small Church Leadership Podcast, the podcast where we are helping the small church fulfill the big mission. Today we finish our three-part series, The Big Three, talking about the big three things that every church deals with. That's getting more guests through the doors, getting more regular and consistent volunteers, and today we're going to end that by talking about the third one, and that is giving. So guys, I'm going to put you on the spot here and ask you a question. What are your thoughts or your feelings? Let's let some emotions out when we talk about giving. Oh, uh, I, I wish I had more of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, amen. And all the church pastors said amen. That's right. Um, it's a touchy subject. Uh, yeah. it, when you talk about giving, you know, we're talking about more than just money. But in this context today, we're going to talk about the money aspect. So when you're talking about giving, that's easy to do. I mean, we always preach on giving, yeah, giving yeah. ourselves, giving of Jesus, giving that. But when we start talking about money, we go from preaching to meddling. Go from preaching <laughs> to meddling. That's it. Well, guys, today we're going to break this down a little bit. I just realized that I didn't say welcome to the show. So welcome to the show, everybody that's listening. And also welcome to the show, Joey and Colby. How are you guys doing? It is great to be here. <laughs> I'm blessed. Cue it. He's blessed up. All right. So, well, forgive me for that, guys. So let's continue this conversation about giving. So, Joey, you want to lead us off with what's been a compelling thing that you've seen to help drive giving in churches? Uh, again, sitting in a training, guys said something that made me think about how I do giving and it was, do they know why they are giving? Okay. Do they know what they're giving to? Do they understand the why of the giving? Do you put that before the people? Yeah, that's it's, really good, man. I think a lot of times we just expect giving. Hey, you're yeah. at church. We're going to pass the plate. So, yeah. so un unpack that a little bit. And you got those that's going to give. That's They've done that all their life. They've got this principle. They've seen it work, and they're going to give. But we're talking about getting those that are not giving, giving. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so they need to know the why. They may okay. not know why they need to give to the church. They've never been told. They may not be church. They don't understand uh -huh. that. And so what does my giving accomplish? What does it do besides pay the pastor's salary? <clears throat> That's good, yeah. Uh, because a lot of times they would just pay the pastor. He's ma he makes enough money. Right, right. <laughs> but it's a, so much more than that. There's got to be stuff. There's, the, with you got lights. you got air conditioning. you got children's ministry. you got youth ministry. Uh -huh. you got senior adult ministry. And all these things need to be funded. I love that, yeah. you got to have money to do things, yeah. to accomplish things. And so you got to let them know the why and keep the why before them. Okay, keep the why before them. You had mentioned something in our last podcast when we talked about volunteers, that one of the things you do is you have a pep rally every Sunday, and you kind of share with them a story from the week before. And so would that be a good principle to do, to share a story of how your giving has, has moved our why needle? Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, yeah. Have those stories of of when people give what accomplished yeah. what it uh, uh, and when I was at the Ark Church one uh, I, I was the pup rally guy uh, uh -huh. on Sunday morning I got to come up and and present the offering and I would always go we ministered to fifty kids this week we had thirty teenagers in the building okay. we were able to feed this many people we were able to do this because you gave. Yeah. And so sometimes we just got to, they don't see all that goes on. They don't know all that goes on. Yeah. They don't know that how many children was ministered to in the back and how midweek and the, the youth that was ministered to and the senior adults that was taken care of and, and, and the people's needs that was met. And so sometimes yeah. you just got to put that before them okay. so they can see and yeah. know and understand 
why they're giving and why it's important. Yeah, let them see the mission that their money's accomplishing. Yes. I love that. So that's very compelling, man. Um, I'll be honest, I want to have you just lead us in an offering right now and have people, <laughs> you know, cash out. I forgot out, my check. Cash out, <laughs> small church leadership, some money. Okay. Colby, talk to me about, about man, creative ways, or even maybe if you've seen something compelling to give. Talk so to so some of this is, is for my benefit because I needed to listen to this part, yeah. is the first thing that I think is the creative, and I'm using air quotes, creative way, talk about it. Stop yeah. being a wimp and talk about it. Uh, I don't like talking about it. I don't like talking about tithing. I don't like talking about that stuff. So you got to talk about it. You uh, uh, you, you got to get it out in front of the people. And, and again, this is for my benefit because I don't like, I don't like my checkbook. I don't want to talk about your checkbook. Right. And so I want to talk about it, but I don't want to be a jerk when I talk about it. So I want to talk about it biblically. Yeah. Um, I have a, a friend that has shared with me years ago that he would, his church would actually have the people come in with their tax returns and they would tell them how much they were supposed to give the next year. And, and that's not, oh what, yeah, can you believe that? Whoa. And so, so that's Whoa. not something that I'm going to do because I don't want to do, I mean, I was scared to do that. Now that guy's got more guts than brains. <laughs> so, uh, now there is something out there. A lot of ch- I know a lot of churches have done this, and it, it, I guess it has worked well for them. It's the ninety day tithe challenge. I don't like it, uh, and re- and this is me. This isn't about anybody else that does it out there. If it works for you, God bless you, do it. Um, but for me, I felt like going to my church folks and saying, "Hey, ninety day challenge. If we and, and I'm going to be told I just don't have faith. Whatever. If if I tell you that, hey." If you give for 90 days and God hasn't blessed you and you come back and ask for your money back, we'll give it to you. No, no questions asked. I just felt uneasy about doing that to my folks, to my people. And so I guess the fear I had was what if some of them came back and asked for their money and we've already used it because now I got, I got, I still got bills to pay. Right. So I, I just didn't like the way it made me feel doing it to my people. And so it, it may not work, but it does work to other people where it will, it will be beneficial. Yeah. And, and, I, and they I, may enjoy doing that to each other, right. uh, to to their church, but it's just not something that I want to do. I think that one of the things that we just need to personally digest is all of these principles, you have to work with them at your level of comfortability. Yes, absolutely. Yes. absolutely. What will work um, in your in, yeah, your, what, in your church? Not just your church context, but your personal context. Because yeah. for me, and I'm sure you guys have seen this too, I've kind of I've grown. Before I was just completely scared to talk about money, and it, it was almost like you know, like like I don't want to talk about money. I don't want to talk about sex. I don't want to talk about controversial things. But the more that I've grown, the more that I'm comfortable with talking about money from a biblical perspective. Yeah. And I also had to grow between feeling sleazy. I was like, I'm just asking people for money and I feel like a TV preacher and all of that. When ultimately at the end of the day, this is a discipleship issue. It is. If it, we believe absolutely. that giving is biblical, just like I, I mentioned it last podcast about volunteering. If we believe that giving is biblical, then we don't need to feel sleazy because we're not doing fundraisers. We're creating opportunities for discipleship, right. which is fulfilling the Great Commission. Go and make disciples. So... For you that are listening out there, maybe you don't like the 90-day tithe challenge or the giving challenge or whatever it is. That's okay. We're just giving you some ideas to think about. Um, maybe you do like it. You're like, man, I'm 90 days. I'm going to do 365-day <laughs> challenge. Yeah. 
Listen, and it does work. I've got pastor friends that have oh, done yeah, that, yeah. and and it's worked well for yeah. them. And nobody has come back. Or, or one pastor friend of mine told me that in in the multiple years that he's done this, he's had one person come back because during that time frame, it was like he was uh, the guy from Flintstone, Schleprock, who who was like. Uh, cursed or something because everything that could go wrong for that guy did and everything during this season of this guy's life everything that he lost a job had death car broke down everything that could go wrong did go wrong and so that that uh that is the only person that has ever come back and asked him for so it does work for yeah. in some some situations yeah. i think one of the most important things uh, in as far as the creative way to do it uh to increase giving is give multiple avenues to give absolutely yes. And, yes. and and so you know a lot of churches they just have the uh the envelope mm-hmm. the, the the tithing envelope and that's what we had for the longest time was a tithing envelope and you could put it in the plate as the plate passed by yeah and uh if you didn't have an envelope you could throw your money in the plate you check in the plate whatever but it it was the envelope yeah. And, and so and don't y'all be making change in the offering plate now. <laughs> <laughs> so then we took it from there we 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 took it to uh online giving you know, we, we use an online platform that has text to give. You can also uh, go to their website. You can go to our website, uh, Portsmouth Friends of Church. <laughs> <laughs> you can, you can all, all other ways to give to make it a little bit easier. Because, listen, it's it's 2020. Yeah. People don't carry checks. You know, yeah. a lot of people don't have checks. And so they want to they want a way to do it. Now, my wife and I, years ago when we were in the church, um, we always had that. We forgot our checkbook. We didn't have, you know. No it's a cash convenient excuse. It, it sure. is. It really yeah. is. And so what we did, because we felt convicted by how little we, we gave to God who gave us so much, we actually went on our bank website on the bill pay and set it up to automatically go out of our checking account to the church. And so yeah. a check would get cut by the bank, sent to the yeah. church. We never had to worry about it again. Now, the church would call us and say, hey, we got a check here for you. <laughs> and, and I was like, well, that's great, but you should have a check there from, from me. And once they realized what it was, then they, then they were all right with it and they quit calling. But making it easy for the person to give. Well, I was sitting in a meeting that the pastor that was teaching this illustrated it by asking the room, how many's got cash on you right now? How many's got your checkbook? And about 25% of the people had either cash or a checkbook. He said, so if we were taking up an offering, had a legitimate need, had something that was important, only 25% of the room could give to that need right now. Yeah. If we didn't have a mechanism yeah. online yeah. to give. Yeah. Well, I tell you, man, like, you know, I, I'm the younger one in here by far, by so many years other than you guys. Uh, but so I represent the, our millennial listeners. Uh, we just bought a house and we needed a check for like earnest money. We don't even have checks. <laughs> like we literally would, we would have had to go to the bank and order checks with our address of the house we're moving out of. And we're like, can we just get a money order or something? Like, can we, do you not have an online option? Can, like, what is up with this? And it's just, you know, that's not a knock to the older generation. Man, if you've got a check, baby, write that check. Write that check. Stroke some zeros on that bad boy. Please do. But, man, online giving is huge. And I do want to share this story about online giving. When we first uh, launched Forward Church, Forward Church is a replant. It was an existing church that had been here for years and years and years. Uh, it had died. We came in. We relaunched it as Forward Church, new church plant, new people, new vision, all that. One of the things we did was we went aggressive with our online presence, and we started online giving. And for the first year, it was terrible. For the first year, it was like I had people coming to me 
and basically people who were looking at the numbers who were like, why are we paying for this online giving service when it's costing us more to pay for it than we're getting out of it? And then year two, it happened after consistently yeah. talking about it. Because here's something I've learned. A consistent system drives consistent giving, and an inconsistent system drives inconsistent giving. And so we created a consistent system where we could continue to give and continue to move forward. And after year two, here's what happened. We had a snow day. And on that <laughs> snow day here, we canceled services because we we're in the southeast. And when it snows, we lose our minds. Yes. We buy all the bread and all the milk and all the eggs and make French toast sandwich. And we clog the roads up. We were just crazy. But we had a snow day and nobody came into the building that day. And we never missed a beat on our offering. Now, there, there were still a handful of people that in the building give money, so I guess we did miss a little bit. But when we looked at our offering numbers for that week, because we had consistently pushed online giving and given other opportunities for them to give outside of being physically present in the building, they were able to continue to give. That was huge. Now, that Sunday, I was able to go to the team and be like, told you, <laughs> told you, like, duh, it worked. And so, man, that's just a huge thing. That was a big part for us was that uh, we had a snow day. We had no other option but to uh, take checks and, and cash yeah. and stuff like that. We didn't have online at the time. Yeah. If you're and putting so, snow chains on your car or so, driving your member's house on Sunday, yeah, so, you probably need to revamp how you're doing. So giving. we yeah. had that snow day, and, and, and you look at the financial report for that year, you see zero for that week. Mm -hmm. And and the thing is, is listen, if people – People feel like, okay, I didn't, you didn't have church that Sunday or I didn't go to church that Sunday, so I don't need to give uh, because I only have to yeah. tithe when I go to the building. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and so, again, that goes part of talk about it. You know, you, you've got to teach people. Um, you also, you got to do it yourself. And, and that's the hard part uh, is, is understanding the, the need for the church leader and the church's leaders to be committed to the mission where they're giving. Yeah, and you lead the way. This. You got to model the, this. Yeah, you, you have lead to lead the way. the way. And so when when we had that snow day and it was a zero, and the next Sunday people didn't say, "Hey, since we missed last week, we're going to go ahead and give." No, yeah, they were like, yeah. "Hey, I got a little extra change." Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, people don't, people don't so bring their ties back with them. Yeah, that online giving. Uh, my treasurer told me that uh, it is it is a great thing to have because people that were not giving are giving, yeah. which is an increase. But the people that, uh, if they can't make it for whatever reason, they're giving online yeah. too. And I'll tell you something. If you do have an online option, you need to push, push, push recurring giving. Set it and forget it, baby. Set it and forget <laughs> it. And, you know, there's there are many ways to push it. You know, what we, what, you know, we automate stuff and uh, you just push recurring giving for this reason. If it's automated and it comes out of their thing, man, when they go on vacation and they don't remember to give their money online that week, it doesn't matter. Because you've created a system where they're faithful with their giving, and faithfulness in giving is discipleship. This isn't about just getting money. This is a discipleship principle that will help finance the church. Because here's something you need to know. Look throughout the Bible. When God financed the church, he did it through the people of God. He didn't do it through fundraisers, barbecue chicken dinners, spaghetti dinners, or youth ministry socials. He did it through the church giving regularly. So make sure that you push recurring giving. Well, in online giving, if we had not set up online giving in the middle of this COVID stuff where we didn't meet in the building, yeah, come on, I would have gotten no giving. Come I'd on. have got some people to still put our check in because they still sent their check in or their uh because that's how they give, but I would have missed a whole bunch. Yeah. That we've people, been in COVID for like eight months. We haven't had it, yeah. Before I started meeting services back, I would have missed a whole bunch. But because I had online yeah. giving, I continued. Yeah. 
to there are churches that reopened earlier than they should have because it wouldn't have been safe because they had building payments and people they didn't have any way set up for people to give and this is a huge deal man and it's uh for the pastor it's big it's it's a big deal because when people don't give we don't get paid yeah and this is our livelihood this is what we do and we are counting on our church folks to give money you know we want them all to tithe the reality is they don't yeah of course uh, but we want them to give honestly so we can feed our families and that's why we have to talk about it's getting it. a little too real now bro i know <laughs> i know real. i don't stand up in front of my folks and say listen i i couldn't put shoes on my kids because you guys didn't give um, I want to buy these shoes <laughs> so mommy can so see it, Jesus. It, it's, it is an issue that we have it's to talk about. the worst Christmas song ever, guys. Okay, sorry. I'm <laughs> it's a, it's a, an issue we have to talk about because there's pastors that are listening here saying, I, I don't know. And, and with COVID, I didn't know yeah. if we were going to get paid every yeah. every. And let's be honest, there are probably bivocational pastors that are listening to this. They're like, must be nice to get paid from the church, guys. Listen, I get it. I get it. I was bivocational for a long time. And uh, like, I completely understand that. Like what we're trying to say is create a system that will be helpful to consistently get giving in your building. So you can use what you have coming in to go out into mission. And you've said it several times, and I think it's so important to, to hear this because I needed to hear it because I hated talking about it. This is a discipleship. Yeah, very much We so. are called to be disciples who make disciples. And so uh, we're giving, so we should be discipling our people to do the same. Yeah. And, and and remember, it is discipleship. This isn't this isn't pastor wanting a new truck. Right. This isn't a pastor wanting you know new clothes or anything like that. This is a pastor that's trying to disciple absolutely people. Giving works. It, it it's amazing how the ninety. It don't make sense on paper because it's a God thing. But how the ninety goes further than the hundred when you give that ten percent. God uses that other and celebrate those stories. Yeah. Well, when you wait a minute those, though. Tithing, that's Old Testament, brother. <laughs> well, look at Matthew 23, 23, and then we'll talk about that. But also, if we're going to be New Testament, what did they do in the New Testament? Sold their houses <laughs> and brought the money and laid it at the feet. And when they lied about it, what happened, Colby? They died. They I died. was just getting ready to say that. Okay. They so, died when yeah. they lied. Yeah. <laughs> they died when, oh, let me write that down. They died when they lied. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, man, what else do you guys want to talk about when it comes to giving here? I, I want to challenge the church to model the giving. Oh man. And it is difficult. I'm going to tell you right now, it is it is difficult for the church to sit down and look at your budget and say, "Okay, we're going to give 10% to missions. We're going to give 10% to this missionary. We're going to we're going to support this thing, whatever or this it is." this church plan across town. Church plan across town that may not even be part of your denomination, or but you know what? They're door. on the same team. Uh-huh. And so, I want to challenge the church if you want to see the giving increase in your church you have to model what you want them to do not just the pastor not just the church leadership but the church itself so when you stand in front of that congregation on the first sunday in january and you say here's what the vision of the church is going to be for this next year here's what the budget is going to be and i want to point out this number right here this is 10 percent of our our active budget that we're going to send to missionaries we're going to send to you know starving Whatever. We're gonna we're gonna do something in this world. And on and a pra- on an even more practical to piggyback that, imagine you're starting one of these waves, like a giving challenge or like a thankful uh, Thanksgiving giving challenge or something like that. And you can say, guys, 
Last year, we had a goal of we were going to give X amount of dollars. And not only did we reach that, but we exceeded it. Now we're going into a giving challenge. What you're doing is you're creating momentum on the front end of that so you can go in there and you can get people giving who wouldn't regularly give. And those that do regularly give will be able to give more. And you're just creating opportunity for finances to come. And I've seen so many. I mean, we can find excuses to get out of anything. And people work so hard to try to figure out how to get out of tithing. Uh, I've had uh, I've had stories told to me where people would uh, reduce their tithe by the mileage they would drive in to do to serve at the church, or or they would say their time is worth X number of dollars an hour, and yeah. they would they would serve throughout the week at different ministries, which and is so, religion and not relationship. Right? That's they would they is. would reduce the, to get a rule and not, they would yeah. reduce it by that amount. And I'm thinking, okay, we, that doesn't that's not biblical, and and so um, yeah. We got. We just gotta. We gotta teach people. We gotta teach it. We yeah. gotta model it. Yeah, absolutely. Don't be scared to talk about it. Don't be scared to talk about it at all. Right, and celebrate the wins. So when somebody follows this principle and it uh, works for them, celebrate that. Let other people know about it because people don't believe it works because on paper it don't seem to work. It's a God thing, and so uh, celebrate the wins. Yes. Uh, we did a modified 90-day challenge. We had one girl to begin to give. And in the middle of that, she got promoted at work. Yeah. And all these things opened up because she honored God with yeah. her giving. And it's begin to work for her. And so we were able to you put that Pastor before. Joey? I did. Start giving. I heard, I heard it coming <laughs> out there. I heard it. <laughs> so, and we, were, we celebrated that. And it motivated other people because it's a biblical principle yes. that works. Yes. And so we're asking people to do something that we yes. know is going to benefit them. Yes. I want you small church leaders that are listening, I want you to envision what your church would look like if you created a culture where giving was celebrated to the point to where when it was tithing offering time, people cheered. Mm. Like, what would that feel like if it, if giving was so celebrated in your church that you and others couldn't wait for tithing offering time? That's, we, that's what we're striving for here. Our third Sunday of each month is, we, we affectionately call it Shakedown Sunday. Where, That's when they send that we'll break your kneecaps. <laughs> oh, you got more to this give. Is, this is a creative way where we have armed people that take on. No, we don't. Um, so what we do is uh, our children's ministry, they have a mission that they give to. Right now they're given to uh, a, an organization that's fighting uh, human trafficking. And so the third Sunday of each month, our kids are, are – now it's COVID time, so they're not doing it right now, but we're still collecting. But they would run up and down the aisles with buckets, and then people would throw money, and they would get excited. These children are excited about seeing. This is discipleship for our children oh, yeah. because they're seeing adults who are excited about putting money in this bucket, and yes. this is going to a mission that is going to change the lives of people. And so uh, you've got to get have fun with it. You've got to understand that you're celebrating it, and and we talk about it as much as we possibly can without coming. Uh, here comes Pastor talking about yeah. money again. Yeah. So. Uh, and, and, you know, we have other people that, that discuss it. So That's it's not right. always so coming from yeah. pastor. Yeah. We have other people that talk about it. Well, definitely. Th these are good things, man. You know, I, I think we could go on and on talking about different systems, different things that we do here with, with looking at finances. And, and by the way, guys, this isn't just stuff we do. Like this is stuff other pastor friends of ours do that work. We've read some of these things. And so we just want to encourage you, man, take some of these principles you know, just like with anything, chew up the meat, spit out the bones. 
maybe something you feel like doesn't apply and doesn't work with you. It's okay. You've been wrong before. Um, no, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just teasing. Okay, I'm teasing. Like Our goal here is this. Remember, this is discipleship. Giving is very much a part of discipleship. And also, as your giving increases, your impact increases. And so we want to encourage you. Spend the time. Do the heavy lifting. Get a system in place. Don't be scared to stand up and boldly declare what God says about money. And trust God to work in the hearts of the people in the building. Well, that's about it we've got for today. You guys got any final words, final thoughts you want to share out? It takes money to do ministry, so be honest about it. It takes yes. money to do ministry. Yeah, don't be scared of the need. Put the need out there and let people meet that need. Amen. So uh, another need that's out there is for you guys to share this podcast with people and to do what, guys? Give us a five-star rating. Not Listen, we're talking about giving, being abundant with our giving. We don't want you to just give us one-star ratings or two stars, <laughs> but God Almighty is saying, thus saith the Lord. Ha, <laughs> come on, somebody, ha, that you should give us a five-star rating. Even if and we so, deserve a one or two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Mercy listen, and grace. We're asking for grace. grace. That's right. Mercy yeah. and grace. So we appreciate wherever you get podcasts from to give us a good review, a good rating, so we can help get the small church leadership podcasts into the hands of those and the ears of those that need to hear what we have to offer. We love you guys so much for listening and being a part of our lives. We can't wait to come back to you next time. And in the meantime, make sure you're keeping your small church on pace with the big mission. We love you guys. We'll see you next time. Bye.